Hello, and welcome to D-Stories. My name is David Jacobs. I'm a professional voice actor, and this is the first episode of my brand new podcast. I think that before we jump in, it might be useful to give you a little background history about myself and how exactly we got here. Some of you may know me, may have been following me around in the internet and podcast world, and you may know my story or parts of my story. But many of you may be brand new and not know what's going on. So let's all just catch up for a moment and uh, get us all on the same page, shall we? So my name is David Jacobs. I was born in Highland Park, Illinois, in Chicago, in the Midwest. Didn't spend very much time there. When I was in third grade, we moved to Southern California. I didn't know much about Southern California other than it's very far away. (laughs) But I adapted quite quickly, as kids do. I traded in my hockey skates for boogie board and started hitting the beach and in the pool constantly. I absolutely loved swimming. Now, one of the things that really captured my attention when I was young probably around even as early as middle school and then certainly into high school was radio. I just fell in love with radio. And one of the things that I listened to back then was called CBS Radio Mystery Theater. And on this station, they reenacted stories, radio mysteries, with sound effects and incredible narration They really brought these stories to life, and I loved it. I used to fall asleep listening to these stories. Sometimes they were spooky and scary. They were just awesome. Talk about theater of the mind. This was the ultimate in theater of the mind. And then at the same time, what was going on was FM radio. There was a real revolution going on in FM radio. They called it freeform radio, and it was really the time period where DJs could have a lot more freedom to do what they wanted to do. They played more of the music that they wanted, not some pre-programmed, algorithmic, computer-driven playlist, but what they felt in their gut that day and what they really wanted to share with their listeners, just from the heart. And they talked about what they wanted to talk about. They were really very free to just do a show. And therefore, a lot of that freeform radio was very natural, very authentic, and created a connection that was unlike anything. It wasn't artificial and pre-programmed and fake the way so much like Top 40 was. This felt more real, like I'm hanging out with my friends and we're listening to great music together and sharing jokes. And that's a lot of what this freeform radio was, especially in Los Angeles, where I was in Southern California. It was really kind of one of the hearts of this new movement. And I loved that, too. That was, like, amazing. And then maybe a third component of radio that I loved was sports. I liked sports. And we had, it just so happened in L.A., two of the greatest sports announcers that have ever been. Chick Hearn announced Laker games. And if you know anything about Chick Hearn, he's a legend. He's unbelievable. He was so good that I would just as soon listen to his call on the radio than watch the game on TV because it was so good and so entertaining and so much fun. And then, of course, the Dodgers have Vin Scully. 
who I contend is the greatest baseball announcer ever, period, end of story. I know some of you in Chicago and Boston might, you know, have your quibbles, but Vin Scully is one of a kind, just undescribably fantastic. And so that's why I loved radio so much. I had these sports announcers who were bringing the games to life like I've never heard before. CBS Radio Mystery Theater giving me theater of the mind. And then this new freeform FM radio, which was, again, so personal and authentic and awesome. And I just love radio and voice and all of that stuff. That's kind of how I, I grew up with all that. So I go off to college, Gonzaga University. Despite all that, I'm not considering a radio career or anything like that. I'm, in, I'm a geek, I discovered the Apple II computer, and I'm a total geek. My dad, it just so happens, is an executive at an advertising agency. In fact, my advertising agency history goes all the way back to my great uncle who started the agency, Bozell and Jacobs. That's where the Jacobs comes from. So I have an advertising marketing thing in the family, and yet I don't go into advertising. But I like it, and I learn a lot about it from my dad. I'm really into marketing and advertising. And, but then I become a geek because of this computer. And, of course, the computer for me wasn't like it was for my friends who got into more of the programming. No. For me, it was when I plugged in the modem and I started connecting via bulletin board systems to other places. That's what turned my hair on fire the connectedness of what the computer could do, okay? So I'm a geek who's interested in marketing, and I figure in college, well, I will learn a little bit of this advertising marketing business thing, and I'm a geek, I'll go to Silicon Valley, and I'll be there in the heart of everything, and I'll just figure out what to do in some sort of a business marketing role when I get there. That's kind of my plan. But then Gonzaga University opens up a radio station in my junior year. Brand new radio station. I'm excited. Obviously, I'm excited. I take the radio production class, and now you're allowed to go work the station. I'm now able to do the thing. Not only do I love radio, now I get to do radio. This is wildly exciting to me. Nervous as hell. The first time you sit down and you're going to go live on air, don't think that that's not nervous. <laughs> it's, you're going to go live. It's not recorded. Whatever mistake you make is the mistake you make, and you're hanging out there without a net. And it was incredibly nervous and nerve-wracking that first time or two, um, but still also wildly exciting. Now I get to create the theater of the mind. Now I get to be the friend that hangs out with you and plays cool music together. And so I dove headfirst into that radio station. I had a, a daytime shift. I had a nighttime shift, which was a custom show on classic rock. I produced things uh, post-production in the back. I did the entertainment report. I read PSAs. Anything and everything I could possibly do at that station, I was enthralled. It was the most fun I'd ever had in my life. And there came a time in senior year when I almost did go off plan. 
I had that thought of, gosh, maybe I should do radio. I love this so much. It's all I want to do. Maybe I should go and do radio as a career. And then a radio uh, DJ from the Spokane area came talk to us, our class, and he really laid down the reality. Like, hey, here's what it really means to have a radio career. This is what it really is. Truth, no punches pulled, this is the deal. And it's not that rosy and pretty. That was his message is. You think you're going to be some cool, having a good time, sitting in New York, playing your classic rock that you love. No. No, sorry. You're going to be in Podunk, Kansas, playing country or some other genre that you kind of despise. And you're going to get paid nothing. And job security is very, very shaky. So be prepared to move around a lot. And, you know, maybe if you get really lucky, you might hit a mid-tier market like Spokane. So I thought, okay, let's just do the practical thing. The practical thing is to stay on plan. Go to Silicon Valley, get into marketing and business, be practical. It would be cool if I could do radio as a hobby, but you can't exactly do radio as a hobby, can you? So I just went about my way for many, many years. This little dream in the back of my head for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden... Into my lap dropped podcasting. Out of nowhere comes podcasting. And in podcasting, I see people doing, in essence, radio shows. As if they were at a radio station doing the show that they wanted to do. Be it music, talk, whatever. And the distribution method is all there. It's all ready to rock and roll right there. I couldn't believe it. It was like a dream come true. Truly a dream come true. I had been wanting this kind of thing for five, eight years. And now here it was. I could have radio as a hobby. It just wasn't radio. It was called podcasting. But it was pretty much the same thing. In fact, it was better. Because a radio station will broadcast however powerful the tower is. But with podcasting, you reach the entire world at once, instantly. It's just incredible. And so I became a podcaster, a very, very early podcaster. And I had some shows and I messed around and it was the best fun ever. I had my own personal radio station. What could be better? And so I did that for a very long time, stuck with the marketing thing, had my day job, never tried to make money off podcasting as other people tried to do. Turns out that's actually a very difficult thing to do, especially back in the day before we had networks and large advertisers like we have today. Now, at some point along the line, I realized that a couple of my podcasting friends were doing voiceover. And I thought, oh, hmm. That's interesting. I never thought of myself in that way, in any way. I don't know why. I'm not even sure I was aware that voiceover was a thing for some reason. But I saw this and I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. I could do that, right? I got a microphone. I know how to edit audio. I can produce things that sound good. Huh. I read really well. Wow. Maybe I should do this. And I started thinking about that and thinking about that. 
And then I started dabbling in it a little bit. I, I did a couple of audiobooks and just started reading and researching and, you know, getting into the industry and kind of figuring out what the lay of the land was. And I decided, well, okay, this is going to be an awesome side hustle. You know, side hustles were the big thing. This will be the ultimate side hustle. Ah, I could do it in my spare time on the weekends. This will be really cool. A little extra income here and there. And then uh, when I retire someday, that'll be something I can do in my retirement on my own time. And this will be great fun. And so I kind of signed up for a coaching program. I took my first steps into that, learned a few things, but didn't quite go all the way. I had a lot of personal things that got in the way, kind of slowed down and stopped for a while. And then the pandemic happens. And the pandemic, of course, for all of us, I think, made us rethink everything. I mean, that's one of the fundamental things that the pandemic did is make everybody take a step back and kind of rethink everything, where you are, what you're doing, what's important. It sort of reframed everyone's life in a dramatic way. And I was in a weird work situation that I won't get into, but it was it got a little weird. And I was working from home. My boss was transitioning to a new job. So I was kind of left out with nothing, hanging until they hired someone new. By the time I hired someone new to take over, I had kind of came to the realization that I'd fallen out of love with marketing. I think I had been already for the past year, but it really hit me at that point that I don't really love this job anymore. It's fine. I like it, but I don't love it like I used to. The new guy came in. We did not exactly hit it off or see eye to eye as far as what we should be doing here in this realm. And I'd lost my passion. I had started dabbling more into voiceover since I was left hang, hang out to dry with my job. I had a little extra time, so I was doing more serious dabbling into voiceover. And at that point, I had made a different decision and said, no, nah, this isn't a side hustle that I'm going to retire into. This is something I want to do now. I need to transition my actual job to this. I'm not going to wait till I retire. I'm doing it as soon as possible, and I'm going to do a transition, maybe a year, year and a half max, and I'm transitioning into the voiceover, and that will be my next thing. And that was the new plan. So I started to accelerate and get back engaged with coaching and start to move a little bit quicker. Well, of course, as it's going to happen, my job, job, my job dropped me like a hot rock. I don't know all the elements, you know, I'm 50 something. So what's it, was there ageism involved? I did not want to come back to the office. They asked me, I was like, no, not really. I'm set up here at home. I've been doing it for the, for over a year and I kind of like it and it's going well. I don't really want to come back to the office. No, that may had something to, that may have had something to do with it. That's a common thing now for many, many people. Once you start working at home, you don't want to go back to an office necessarily. And this has caused a lot of tension in the corporate world. People who don't really want to go back to the office because we can work remotely and be perfectly fine due to the internet and all the connectedness we have. And so losing your job sucks. It sucks. It's a punch in the gut and it feels crappy and it was not 
a fun thing, and I was angry and pissed. I'd given that company well over two years of really cool work. I'd done some really cool, innovative things that nobody would have done if I hadn't have thought it up and done it, and it made things better. And I was proud of a couple of things I'd done, and they just dropped me like a hot rock. Didn't even bother to ask me if I wanted to stay, under what conditions I could stay, maybe if you were changing my role, as is, was their excuse. Well, what else could we do with you? Where else could you fit here? Because we're changing all this stuff around. No, didn't even bother to try to figure out where and how I might fit or what. Just drop me like a hot rock. But I'm hoping that I look back on that and say, man, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And really, I should have left even earlier. Because I had to sit and say, okay, now what? Now what? We're still in the middle of a pandemic. I don't really love marketing anymore. Not real excited to go out and get another marketing job. And how would I do that anyway? I'm 50-something. In the job market, that's considered old. Very, very old. Old, tired, washed up, behind the times. Why would we want to hire a marketing guy who's 50? <laughs> no, I want the 20 or 30-something that grew up with TikTok and all that stuff. Someone who's really hip with the new stuff, not some old man. I did not like my possibilities. I looked, it did not look like it was going to be real good for me going out there and trying to find a job. I'm going to bash my head against the wall many times and I'm just going to get into a place where I am depressed and upset and desperate because I realize I'm so screwed. And I didn't want to go down that road. And so I figured, okay, I'm going to make a really bold and daring choice and do this voiceover thing now. My transition is off. There is no transition. The transition is now, right now. And so I met with uh, a financial advisor that I have, laid this out for him. Basically, my question is, am I, am I going to kill myself? Am I going to really screw up this family in a bad way if I go for this and it takes me a year or even two to get this thing off the ground? Do I have enough runway to pull this off? And I am blessed to have some financial resources at my, uh, at my beck and call, to which I can. He said, yeah. You totally have the runway. And it sounds interesting. And why don't you just go for it? What the hell? Why don't you just give it a shot? And so that's what I did. I am going all in, 100%. There is no looking back. Burn the boats. There ain't nothing to go back to. There is nothing but making this work. There is no plan B. There is no other option. There is nothing else. There is just this or nothing. And that's how I went into it. That crazy. This is it. Is it going to work? I don't know. It better because there ain't nothing else. There is no plan B. There is only this. And so I radically transformed my career in throwing out everything that I'd done for the past 20 years and taking on something brand new. But it was something really exciting. It was something that was going to be a huge challenge. And I love a challenge. I thrive on the challenge. And it loops back. It doesn't come out of nowhere randomly. 
it loops all the way back to my love of radio and theater of the mind and that awesome, unique, authentic connection that you can have with someone on the radio. It loops all the way back to that that I had in middle school and in high school and then again in college. So I'm just reconnecting to an old passion. A lot of people in the pandemic scrambled around with what to do. And a lot of them have latched on to voiceover because they went, oh, wow, here's something I can do. Holy crap, I can do it at home? Okay. And they've poured into the field because they figured, like me, well, this, how hard could this be? I get a mic, I record into a computer, bam, here we go. And even I had to learn the hard lesson that that is just not what it is. Remember I told you, hey, I can do this. I got a mic, I'm a podcaster, I can edit, la, la, la. Well, I learned pretty quickly when I got really into my coaching that that just was a complete and utter fallacy. That is just not it. It turns out that the acting part of voice acting is not a joke. It's very, very real. You actually do have to act. Now, this threw me for a loop and made me kind of step back for a second and say, whoa, I have never considered myself an actor, ever. I've never had any performance background other than standing in front of a mic and doing a podcast. I'm not an actor. I never thought I was. I never imagined I would be. This is the farthest thing from anything I would ever consider doing, acting. But now, this career that I want so badly, you're going to have to act, man. And I had to take a step back and go, oh. And I had to really reevaluate and think hard about that. If I wanted to be serious and not screw around, I was going to have to learn some acting. How the hell am I going to do that? Do I really want to do that? And it took me a while, and I took my time, and I finally came to terms with that. And I kind of said to myself, well, so, what the hell is wrong with you? You can't act? You can't pretend? You can't learn a new skill? Is this really so beyond you? Really? And so I began watching acting videos on YouTube, just kind of see what the deal is, and watched all these acting videos, and... They made sense to me, like, oh, okay, this makes this isn't rocket science. It's not easy, but it's not rocket science. This is I understand what they're saying. I, I, I get this. This is all right. I can, you know, this is going to be hard. I'm gonna have to learn this, really apply myself. But this isn't something I totally couldn't do. Like, oh, you're gonna have to learn, you know, crazy mathematical science to build a rocket. No, you're just gonna have to learn to get in touch with your emotions and your feelings, and learn some techniques. And so I came to terms with all that and decided, okay, we'll act. What the hell? We'll act. We're just going to, what the hell? We'll do it. Let's go. Teach me. I am a learner. I love learning new things. I constantly had to learn new things when I was in technology and being a webmaster because technology moves so fast. You've got to be able to pick up new stuff quickly. So it's not uncommon for me to just have to learn stuff quick. Uh, and so I just said, okay, what the hell? Let's go. I'm all in. Let's act. <laughs> it's insane, but let's act. Then I really, then I was able to really jump in and, and go full force. 
I'd taken a step back. I'd reevaluated. Now I can truly jump all in because I really understand all the implications of what I am doing and that this is going to take time. I ain't going to be successful in six months. It may take years before I'm really successful. You got to buy into all of that. And I just did. Because again, what are my options? Be miserable doing marketing where I can't even get that job anyway? Or what? Now I'm at Home Depot stocking shelves? Why not go for something that you're passionate about and that you love? And maybe you've been dreaming about almost your whole life and you haven't even really realized it. Why not take that shot if you've got it and you can take the shot? Why not? Because if you don't, you could regret it your whole life. This could be the thing. And you passed it by. I already passed it by in college. I said, no, let's be practical and not do radio. Now, I'm not going to be regretful of anything that I've done. I took the path that I took, and it was a cool path, and I did some awesome, cool, fun stuff, and it was great. So I'm not going to, you know, regret that choice or not that choice. I'm on the path that I'm on, and I'm just going with it. But here I am at a crossroads where I do have an option, so why not take the shot? And I am. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am right now. I'm a very fresh voiceover talent. I do have a couple of demos, one for a professional demos for commercial and e-learning. And I'm still coaching my butt off because I have a lot to learn. I know a lot of really good fundamentals of voiceover, but it's that acting part, which isn't a surprise, but it's that acting part that's the hardest part. That's really hard. Learning to actually act It's not easy, man, especially when you haven't done it. Uh, That's my number one biggest challenge. So, okay, that's where I got to put my my effort towards, figuring out this acting thing. I'm up for the challenge. Now, why am I standing in front of you right now doing this podcast? This is the last piece to the puzzle. I've always been a podcaster. I love podcasting. To this day, I love it. It's, it's fun and it's awesome. I've had a podcast called The Rock and Roll Jew Show for many, many, many years. In honest truth, The Rock and Roll Jew Show is one of the longest running rock and roll podcasts in history. It started the very first year that podcasts ever existed. I'm, pro- I'm, in, I'm confidently one of, the, one of the first 10 Easily one of the first 10 and maybe one of the first five, but let's just say 10. I am one of the very first 10 podcasts, rock and roll podcasts, to ever exist. It is one of the oldest podcasts continually running. That is me going back to the college radio. Your buddy sitting at home sharing some awesome music together. That's what that is, and I will never give it up to save my life. I've dabbled with a bunch of other podcast concepts here and there. And when I was thinking about promoting the voiceover, because as a voiceover artist, it's not just about mastering the performance. You've also got to be a business owner, which means you've got to be in marketing and sales. Oh, it's a good thing I have a marketing background, eh? And I realized that podcasting is a real good marketing vehicle for voiceover. Why? Because it's about your voice. 
you can hear my voice, hear what it sounds like, hear what my production quality is and my sound. And you know, what does my booth here sound like? Well, listen to the podcast and boom, this is what you get. And so it's a great marketing vehicle. Originally, I had a concept to do a show about technology because, of course, I'm still a geek and I still love tech and it's a still a passion of mine. And so let's talk about technology. It's a passion of mine. It's fun. That will be kind of a nice show. And I started on that path, but then I kind of realized that, well, there's a million technology podcasts. And the technology podcast was just, you know, it was about stuff, but it had nothing to do with me. And what I've learned a lot about voiceover is it's about you. You bring yourself to the job. I mean, it's not really about you. It's about the client and it's about their script. But no matter what, you're always bringing you to that job. Your personality, your point of view, your spin. And that's what makes it unique is you. Why am I a better voiceover artist than anybody else? Well, better or not, that's subjective. But what's different about me is me. Because I'm me and I ain't you. We have completely different backgrounds, upbringings, personalities, everything. So my unique Dave vibe is what's unique about my voiceover and, and why I'm special. And so a lot of this has to do with you. And clients want to know you. Who are you? What is your deal? What is your personality? You know, I want to connect with a real person. And then I get a real feeling for, 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 for what I'm going to get and whatever. So it felt like I need to do a show that's more me, that more introduces me to a client or a, a prospective customer. So I thought to myself, well, what is a voice actor really? A storyteller. We help tell other people's stories and we bring life to their copy, be it advertising, narration, or whatever. So storyteller need to introduce myself, well, logic would tell you, you should start telling stories about yourself. And so that's what we have here and why it's called D-Stories, David Stories. So I'll be telling you stories just from my life, things that I have experienced and seen or that I think are funny or interesting, what have you, from all over the place when I was younger, older, it could be almost anything. I have many, many ideas in my head. So that's what we're going to do here. Tell some stories about me, my life, and my experience, and how I see things through my eyes, how I experience the world, basically. And hopefully that will be entertaining, and hopefully that will show enough about myself, my storytelling ability, to generate some business, okay? I am a voice actor, and I'm available right now. If you like what you're hearing, even at this very moment, go to davidjacobsvoiceover.com. Check me out. I have some demos there for you to listen to. I do commercial reads. I do corporate narration reads. I do e-learning. I will even do IVR, otherwise known as phone systems. But I will do other things as well. I can do a podcast, intro, outro, an introduction maybe for a different segment. Whatever it is you want, I'm happy to audition for it and see what I can do for you. I would love 
to work with you. So don't hesitate to give me a shout and let's see what we can uh, do together. All right. That's basically the layout. I'm very excited to get started, uh, which will be coming pretty soon. So stay tuned. As they used to say when I was a kid, don't touch that dial. We will be back at you very soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.